uh, I'm going to share a few comments about this text, but I, I want you to read it aloud with me. Let's read it together. Ephesians 5.20 Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, let us live this verse. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can be seated. Thought of the words of H.A. Ironside that I often have shared before as he bowed his head at a meal one time to give thanks for his food. And another fellow that thought of himself as an intellectual began to criticize and scoff. Actually, said, What's wrong with you? You got a headache or something? Why don't you bow your head and close your eyes? Are you sick? He said, Well, no. Uh, Dr. Ironside said, I'd like to give thanks for my food. And the guy said, Well, you know what? I've worked hard for everything I've got. I deserve everything I have coming. And so when, when I buy my meal myself, I just, when the food comes, I just dig in and I don't give any thanks to anybody. Dr. Iron said, you know, that's funny. My dogs do exactly the same thing. Ingratitude. Let me just say a few comments about the spirit of thanksgiving and then let us prepare our hearts to partake of the Lord's table together. This verse comes in the context of some words of wisdom for life. If you go back to verse 15, it says, see that you walk circumspectly or wise, not, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. In other words, making the most of every opportunity. We need, we need to make the most of the life that God has blessed us with. Verse 17, so he says, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine. And then he gives this phrase in the second part of verse 18. He says, but be filled with the Spirit. But be filled with the Spirit. I want to talk a little bit about the Spirit of Thanksgiving. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? And he goes on, there's about four participial phrases here that describe the one who's Spirit-filled. Speaking to another one in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then the verse we just saw, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the, the fourth phrase, they're submitting to one another in the fear of God. So just looking at that one phrase, this is just one picture of what the Spirit-filled life looks like. It's a life of giving thanks. It's a life, I want to call this morning, of paying it forward. Because how do we know if we're giving thanks? I believe that Scripture... I'm going to show you from a variety of other texts this morning that Scripture lets us know that if we're truly thankful, if, if we're thankful, we're going to be paying forward that thanksgiving with all kinds of descriptions that will, will kind of fit our life. We're going to look at three of those this morning. This phrase, verse 20, giving thanks always. What does it look like if we're always giving thanks? If we have a spirit of thanksgiving, if we're paying it forward, what does that spirit of thanksgiving look like in a spirit-filled follower that's serious about paying it forward? And the first description I want to give you is this. They're compassionate to forgive because they've been forgiven or because you are grateful that you have been forgiven. A person who is spirit-filled and giving thanks is one who is compassionate to forgive others because you are grateful to have been forgiven. Now, if you turn back a page in your Bible, Ephesians 4.32, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. You realize you will never have to forgive anybody 
to the extent of a greater price than Jesus has forgiven you. Your sin and my sin sent Jesus to the cross, and so God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you of your sins. And if we are filled with the Spirit of God to the, to the point that it's overflowing, we will be quick to forgive others because we have been forgiven much. I think of uh, Matthew chapter 18. I know we've been studying the book of Matthew. We're taking a little break from it this morning. But, but I couldn't help but want to turn to Matthew chapter 18. If you want to flip there, I believe it will be on the overhead as well. But in Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 23, we hear a parable about an ungrateful servant. And it says, therefore the kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus telling the story, is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold, and his wife and children being sold with him, all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, like you or I would, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred denarii. This is not even a fraction that would be noticeable compared to what he had already been forgiven. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. And so his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that he had, what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told the master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And the master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. Jesus said this, so my heavenly Father also will do to you from his heart, if you, to each of you who from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. This morning you may say, I'm thankful for so many things, but if you are being unforgiving toward anyone, if you say, but somebody has crossed me, somebody has wronged me, somebody has hurt my feelings, someone has hurt me physically or mentally or emotionally, if you can't let them go, why would you expect your Heavenly Father to forgive you? If you understand what it means to be forgiven, you will not allow others to remain under your condemnation, your criticism, or your attack. Sometimes the opposite of gratitude isn't just ingratitude. Sometimes the opposite of gratitude is a critical spirit, anger, and bitterness. If we are thankful today, if we're overflowing with thanksgiving because God has forgiven us, then we're going to be quick to forgive others. So we would be compassionate to forgive because we're grateful to have been forgiven. Secondly, we will be compelled to bless others because you're grateful for your blessings. If you're truly grateful for your blessings, you want to be a blessing to somebody else. You might be thinking, I don't know, I'm just trying to count my blessings and I just don't feel like I've got a lot of them. If you need a little help, look at Psalm 103. Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Here's what God has done for you. Verse 3, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. See, the beginning of paying forward the blessing there is because God has so blessed me, I'm going to bless God. I'm going to praise His name. I'm going to, out of the midst of my soul, worship Him and glorify Him in and for everything that He has brought into your life. You're going to bless His name and seek to give Him glory. Jeff, you know why some people have a hard time worshiping? It's because they're simply ungrateful. If we are grateful for what God has blessed us with, we're going to first of all want to bless God, and then we're going to want to bless others. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 27 says, but we who have been blessed need not withhold those good things from those who deserve it. So if somebody else needs a blessing, we want to give a blessing because we have been blessed and we want to bless others out of the overflow. Galatians 6.10, as we have opportunity to let us do good to all. And it says especially to those of the household of faith. That means when we think of our church family, we need to be thinking about to whom can I be a blessing? It doesn't always mean giving a gift like at Christmas time or another time of the year. Sometimes that being a blessing is being a servant or giving a word of encouragement. And so we should constantly be asking, man, who can I be a blessing to? Not, not who can I be a burden to? Who can I bother today? Who can I aggravate today? Whose nerves can I really get on? No, who can I be a blessing to? Those of us who understand we've been blessed will desire to be a blessing to others. And then that carries on over even to our enemies. If you think about verses like Romans 12, 14 and Matthew 5, 44 that tell us we're to bless those who persecute us and we're to pray for them. You know the best way, you may have somebody in your life, you say, listen, I know they're not a believer, they don't have anything to do with things of God, they are a thorn in my flesh. Maybe a school teacher, I don't know, maybe a friend at school, maybe somebody that you work with, it may be a boss, it may be an employee that has to answer to you. And you're thinking, man, I can't be a blessing to them. Listen, the Scripture tells us that we're to even bless our enemies. In doing so, we're showing them the love of Christ who died for us while we were still sinners. And so, gratitude, thanksgiving, pays it forward by being a blessing to others. And finally, through our commitment to ministry. We will be committed to ministry because we are so grateful that our life has been changed. How do we commit to ministry? What do you mean? I mean, at some point in our life, we heard the gospel, so we'll want to be sharing the gospel with others because we're grateful that somebody brought the message to us. In John chapter 4 and verse 39, we see that this Samaritan woman had made known far and wide the message of Jesus Christ, and many of the Samaritans had believed in Jesus because of the testimony of the Samaritan woman. She was so thankful that her life had been changed forever because when she went to the well that day to, to draw water, she met the one who gave her living water that became overflowing in her, even into eternal life. And she couldn't wait to tell everybody else. One of the most ungrateful things we can do as a believer is not witness. People do not share their faith because they're not grateful for what Christ has done for them. 
But if we are grateful for what Christ has done for us, if we're grateful that He's changed our life, and that somebody brought the message to us, then we will want to take the message to others. Could you imagine if you went to comfort some parents? Perhaps these parents had a son or a daughter who went off with the military to fight for their country. And their child lost their life. And you find out about it and you go to these parents and you say, well, I'm so sorry about your loss. So sorry that your child gave their life defending my freedoms. Is there anything I can do for you? And suppose they look at you and say, you know what? Just go tell. Just go tell everybody else about my son, about my daughter. Go tell them what they did for their freedom. That's what God is telling us today. We say, Jesus, I'm so grateful that you gave your life for me. You gave your life to set me free from sin and hell and death and the grave. Jesus, is there anything I can do? And he says, listen, just go tell people. Just go tell people. We are so ungrateful if we're not sharing our faith, if, if we are thankful for what Jesus has done for us, we want to share that with somebody else. Often we don't witness because we're simply ungrateful for our own salvation. The ministry that has taken place for us without us paying that ministry forward. Do you remember when you were lost? Can you think back to that time? Thanksgiving is a good time to reflect and try to remember your life without Christ. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So somebody shared the Word of God. Somebody shared the Gospel of Jesus Christ for you to be able to come to faith in Christ. And if you're thankful for that, I want to challenge you this morning. I want to plead with you. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Go share that same message with your family. Share it with your friends. Share it with your neighbors. As a church, let's continue to share it with the neighborhood, the nations, and the next generation consistently. If we're not, it's a spirit of ingratitude. And then through ministry of making disciples, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, Paul said, "...in the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses." He's speaking of his ministry there, his discipling of Timothy. He says, "...I want you to commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach or train others also." What was Paul telling Timothy about the ministry of discipleship? much like the ministry of evangelism. Pay it forward. As I've discipled you, Timothy, you disciple others. And that's how the kingdom of God is going to grow as we multiply. I discipled some, and you disciple some, and they're going to disciple some, and it's going to continue to be paid forward if we're grateful for those in our life. For me personally, I think back over the years, I think of youth pastors God brought into my life that made me say, you know what, I want to do that one day. See, I know that there are some young people that express their thanks, and, and Pastor Ben, sometimes a lot of times they don't express their thanks, but, but there are some people that come in and they just they, they thank you for what you do. And what I appreciate about Pastor Ben is he wants to see them pay it forward. It's great to get a thank you. You need that encouragement. But what really ignites the heart of Pastor Ben is, is when they come and say, I want to serve others. I want to disciple others. I want to be used in ministry. And so there were men like that in my life who inspired me to pay it forward. I think of FCA huddle leaders that caused me to want to influence 
others. I think of other pastors that poured into my life that caused me to want to pour into the lives of others. One reason I enjoy teaching adjunctively in the college classroom is because there were professors who invested in my life and I want to invest into the lives of others. We're called to pay it forward. There are older saints of God in this church that encourage this pastor and often they don't even realize that they came with that encouragement at the time that I needed it the most and that causes me to say, you know what? I realize that when people get older, they either get grumpy or get sweet. Lord, help me to get sweeter, not grumpier. Let me be an encouragement as I grow older. And those days seem to be rapidly approaching. And then we minister, we pay it forward by ministering to the hurting because of the hurt that we've experienced. We're committed to ministry, the gospel of Jesus Christ taking it to the world. We're committed to ministry out of a gratitude of how others have discipled us, invested in our lives. We want to find our place in the local church and in ministries all over. We want to be used to minister to and equip others. If we're not willing to serve, when the ministry, those of you who serve on ministry placement team, and you're looking for workers, whether it's nursery workers or you name it, the reason that most people won't be willing to serve is because they're not grateful for those who have invested into their own lives. If we're grateful, we will want to pay it forward. We'll want to minister to others. We'll want to serve. And then we'll find those people that are hurting and broken and say, you know what, God has brought healing into my life. Some of you might be wondering this morning, I don't know why I had to go through what I went through, but you can think about those dark moments of your life, those tragedies that you went through, the most difficult moments, and think of those who ministered to you in those moments. Pay it forward. Out of a spirit of gratitude for what God did to bring healing and blessing into your life, you go forth as a minister to those who are hurting and in need. So here's your checklist, and we'll begin to prepare our hearts this morning for the Lord's table. Am I compassionate to forgive? Listen, if I'm harboring bitterness in my life, and I'm forgiving toward anyone, and I take the Lord's table, I'm told in Scripture that is an, of an unworthy manner. And it could be even physically dangerous for me to partake of the Lord's Supper if I'm harboring bitterness in my heart. So I need to make that right first. If I need to confess a sin to someone, if I need to confess my sins to the Lord, if I need to forgive someone and let it go, I need to do that before I come to the Lord's table. If I'm grateful, I will forgive as I've been forgiven. Then I want to be a blessing to others. Just ask yourself the question, am I, God's been good to me. Am I being good to others? Am I paying it forward? Am I being a blessing? In the third part of the checklist, am I committed to ministry? Am I doing what God's called me to do because I'm grateful for what God's done in my life? The change that He's made in my life is it caused me to want to influence change in the lives of others for the glory of God. Am I really, am I really willing to roll up my sleeves and go to work for Him and for His glory? That's your checklist. Will you bow your heads with me right now? Father, we thank You for all of these things that You have done in our lives. Lord, I pray that our response would not just be a token word of verbal thanks. Even though we know that's necessary, and it's very appropriate for us to be verbal, to be very vocal about our thanksgiving. Lord, I pray that it will go much deeper than that and much farther than that, and that it will be seen in our actions. That the fact that we have the Spirit of thanksgiving, that the, we are filled with the Spirit of God and the overflow of that Spirit in our lives is that we're not only 
recipients of blessings, but we're paying those blessings forward. We're not only recipients of your grace and forgiveness, but we're paying that forward. And that we're finding our place out of grateful hearts to minister to others and serve them. Lord, I pray that all of us would just take inventory now during this time of invitation. Whatever we need to do to respond to Your Spirit, that we would get our hearts right with You, that our thanksgiving may be filled with compassion and joy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.